Welcome to the REI Foundation Podcast, where we cover all the steps and strategies to make your real estate dreams a reality. Now your hosts, Jason and Peely. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. This is the REI Foundation Podcast with Jason and Peely. And we are here with Kevin Dowling. Yay! The crowd goes wild. <laughs> Did I mean, hey it's Friday. <laughs> yes, it's Friday. And another take of Inspection Friday. Welcome, Kevin. Well, thanks for having me back, guys. Good to be here. All right. So today we're going to talk about finding deals and specifically how we go about finding multifamily deals. And even more specifically is finding multifamily deals outside of our market. Uh, so that's the topic of the day. Uh, Kevin, you want to give a little context? Well, first off, why don't you look in New Jersey? And if for any of the listeners out there that don't know, we are all located in New Jersey. But we do not look for multifamily apartment deals in New Jersey. And why is that? Uh, we're open to them. Um, <laughs> I just don't think that uh, for the size range that we're looking for, ideally a hundred plus units. I just think for, for New Jersey right now, uh, we're priced out, especially in the markets that we would want to be uh, looking in. Um, so we, we've been targeting, you know, in, in the, for the BC assets out of state, in the 40 to 60 K a a unit range. That's just in New Jersey. That's not going to exist for the, for the price points and the returns that we're looking for. Nice. Good to know. Simple math is that if we can buy a unit, you know, for a hundred thousand dollars per unit here in New Jersey, maybe it's renting for, let's say $1,500 where we can buy a unit for, I, I don't know, we'll say 25,000 in another state like Kentucky and it's renting for $700. So for paying 25,000 compared to the hundred thousand, we're paying four times less, but we're getting just half the rent. And so for that, it actually, it allows us to, the economies of scale to work in our favor. Awesome. Yep. Awesome. Thank you. Um, well, I guess moving forward, how do you guys find deals? I think the first, I mean, everyone kind of shoots to the internet nowadays. I mean, that's the first probably step to kind of seeing what's on the market. Um, you have, you know, listings, brokers, uh, the, 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 that's probably the first step is to network with uh, brokers. Um, and you know, obviously not just once or twice, probably staying in, uh, on the forefront of brokers minds is, is extremely important. Um, I think we've mentioned on the previous uh, podcast that not just, reaching out to brokers, um, but, you know, making that relationship worthwhile for both parties, where if they're sending you, uh, listings, get back to them, um, get back to them and let them know whether or not the deal makes sense or not. Uh, if it doesn't make sense, here's why. So, um, first step I think is always just kind of networking with brokers and, and getting them to think about you, not only for properties that are on the market, but I think nowadays more than ever, because the market is so competitive, think about you for those off-market deals um, that have uh, maybe more opportunity because there's less uh, eyeballs on it. There's less activity and less potential competition uh, when making an offer. Um, Some of the other avenues uh, that Jason and I have been successful with are uh, direct owner contact, um, especially for what we're targeting, uh, which is that BC uh, asset class where Mr. and Mrs. Smith might be owning the property. 
might've owned it since the seventies or, or early eighties and, and they're self-managing the property too. So if we can catch them right uh, and the timing's right, haven't had that just yet. Um, I think where we've had the most success is the partnerships we've had with uh, the property management company. Um, so we've been networking a lot with property management companies because if it's, uh, they usually know their markets very well. Um, but also if there's an opportunity that's coming up for sale where a seller's thinking to, to list their property, they're probably going to notify their, uh, property management company first. So that's a potential bulk of units under management for the property management company that they could be losing. So if they can approach us first, um, with that opportunity for sale, we would, you know, then retain them, their services, if we uh, were able to uh, close on the deals. So yep, there's so ways. Back on that note, we, we have been trying out other means just because you have to imagine brokers, uh, they're getting a call from everybody and they're getting the same spiel from everybody. And most of the time, you know, they're just going to go to direct three, four or five guys they've known for a number of years and no close and that quickly. So if you're not in that market and you haven't done deals yet, they're basically going to send you to scraps if they send you anything. Even if they do, you still got to look at it, still send it back to them, say, thank you. I appreciate it. You know, uh, although we do want a hundred, uh, units in a BC, uh, in BC neighborhoods, BC assets, and you just send us a class A 500 unit property. We do appreciate that. But again, we're looking for BC assets, hundred units. And then, or if they do send you something that's a, you know, that's in kind of in your neck of the woods and it just doesn't work for you, break down the numbers and analyze it call them back just, or just send them an email and say, thank you very much for sending this to us. Uh, we're going to pass on this property at this time. And is it a reasons or maybe you get something great, but in, but in that part, until you start building up that point that they know that you're going to send it out, you're going to give it the time. Cause it's amazing how many times when you speak to brokers that they they'll send stuff out to people and people who, who supposedly want to be doing deals, never get back to them. So who are they going to send it to? You're going to send it to yeah. people who are actually getting back to you and having a response and giving you qualified reasons why this property is working or not. Or are you going to send it to the people who just, you never hear from again? Um, we did have some, some luck direct to sellers, but most of it's been that we just sold. We've actually had that happen twice to us where, where people, are, Oh man, you just called me. I just sold it a month ago. So we know that's a longer play game and we're going to uh, keep trying it just like we're going to try out direct mail, uh, which will be interesting. We've actually even had luck searching on sites like bigger pockets, talking to multifamily owners there. Uh, just that's a source of buyers who's right there in front of you. Reach out to them, talk to them. And, uh, you may find that it'd be pretty interesting that some of them may want to sell as well at some point. So going back to what you were saying about the brokers, cause that seems to be the biggest pool and the easiest way for somebody starting out to get in. Mm -hmm. Um, key point, like you said, is the follow-up, especially with brokers, they're going to send, their deals to the people that are actually talking to them. Um, but how do you find these brokers? Like, where do you find them? Can you just, I you don't know, do a, Zillow? You can do a lot of different things and uh, you could look on LoopNet. Look who's putting up, putting up deals and putting up stuff on LoopNet. That's a thing that people reference a lot. Property managers. If you're going to Google property managers, you're going to find property managers that are handling the type of assets that you want to basically go after. So if you're calling a property management and they have 
300 single family homes and you want to buy a hundred unit apartment complex, it's probably not the right property manager for you. But if you do find that property manager, first question after you go through a spiel of, of what they do to make sure their services align with your vision is you ask them, Oh, great. Okay. What brokers do you like to work with? Cause they know, they know the guys who are doing the deals and those are the deals that they want to manage. So if you are going to, prepare for the conversation with the property manager. They're going to see that you're serious about your operation. You're serious about what you want. Then they're going to pass you on to the people that are going to bring the deals. So you can go out there, analyze the deals and bring a property under contract and close on a property that they can manage. It's a help help. Yeah. And once you're entrenched in your markets too, um, you, you start getting uh, referrals to, um, you know, contacts that are, that are, just, are, are a little bit more valuable uh, once they know who you are, once they know you're, you're the real deal, you're, uh, you're looking to make offers, you're looking to close on deals, uh, not just throw offers around. We've gotten some pretty good introductions uh, that we've been able to capitalize. And it, it's, you know, Google is a powerful tool nowadays where you can look up brokers in Louisville or brokers in your market. But I think the most powerful relationships that we've established are introductions through other entities that we already had a working relationship for because once that introduction is made, that's where the quote unquote off market deals are coming your way because we've established ourselves. We've had the introduction uh, made and, and now we're getting the first look um, at potential off market deals, which is well, great. Let's talk about establishing yourself. So, so you guys, you know, decided to, to do this. And if you guys, if our listeners out there want to know how you guys got together, please go back a couple of episodes and listen up. Um, but you guys got together to decide this. And so did the deal kind of, you found the broker and did the deal kind of fall in your lap within like the first week or like, let's go and like talk about timelines. Cause this sounds like something that, like you said, you use the word establish, like yeah, in order took, to establish. It How took it a take? lot of, uh, a lot of, you know, beating the pavement and, uh, talking to people. And we actually didn't even find this deal through a broker. We found this through the property management company. And so for that point, it was, it was, we just, we were talking to property management companies in areas, brokers in the areas, realtors in the areas, lawyers in the area, uh, insurance people in the area. We were talking to anybody involved in a multifamily arena that included other investors. Cause as, as areas go, especially any city, areas transform. So you want to keep in the flow, especially if you're not there on the ground. So certain neighborhoods, they may be hot right now, but they're building up so quick that, that the trend is going to keep pushing it somewhere else. So you want to keep talking to investors there because you want to know where the trend's going. Well, that's just completely off topic, but in that part, we're, we're talking to investors to one, know the area and two, know who they're using, who they're working with. And then we actually just finally met some brokers that were sending us deals and, uh, analyzing some stuff. And then we were meeting property management companies and we found one we really liked to work with. We aligned perfect with, and he had a deal. Um, it's probably the third or fourth deal I would say that he brought to us. He said, you know, this one, it was off, um, it was on the market a year or so ago, fell off for a number of reasons, fell out of contract. Um, owners are tired, uh, had it for a long time. Why don't you take a look at it? And, uh, and that was the one that we eventually closed on. And from first start of in entry into that market to closing, probably 10 months, eight months. Yeah. It sounds about right. Yeah. Somewhere in that, somewhere in that neck of the woods. So no, um, 
it's not a quick game and investing is not a quick game. I mean, sure you can quick flip and do this, but if you want to build generational wealth and uh, buy assets, it's definitely a long play. I actually was having a conversation with someone yesterday and we just closed in this property a month ago and we're, we're actually making offers on other properties. And he said, well, you just got this property closed. Aren't you worried about it? you're just like this. And I was like, listen, like, it took us eight months to get the first one. If I wait, you know, a year to try and make offers for the next one, I might be three years until I buy the next one. And sure, maybe your investment strategy is just buy one and not buy any more, but ours is not. We have a, you know, we have a three year plan, a five year plan to accumulate assets that are going to work at our numbers to a, to a certain degree. And that takes on that we are going to continue to buy, especially it makes it easy for us right now because we have the team in place. That was another big piece is we have the team in place here. Now we're not going out there blind. We have property managers, we have insurance people, we have maintenance people, we have brokers, we have everything we need in this market to continue to grow. And everybody in that market we're working with is set up to grow. So we can continue to go out there and make offers now. And that's what we're going to do. Nice. Kevin. Yeah. And just going back to the, uh, the thesis of, of finding deals now that we've closed this deal, there are parties involved in the deal uh, we've got the the broker that helped us out. We've got the property management company that helped us out that is that we've actually retained for services. But also on the other side of it, we now have a seller that has more units in Louisville that we can kind of stay in touch with and see if there's any other uh, buildings that they're looking to sell. And also the broker representing the seller now brings us deals. Uh, yeah. we've, we've established the ability to close and close quickly and close in an efficient manner. So they were now kind of trustworthy in their eyes where they're, they're bringing us deals as well. So now we have a kind of an exponential um, universe of uh, entities that we can use as resources for, for uh, future deals. So this, this brings me to a topic that comes up in a lot of our conversations with a lot of investors on our podcast. It's your word and follow up. Can you expand on that? Like, yep. it seems like, because like I said, I'm going to go back to that word establish. There's only one way to establish yourself. And I think that's through your word. Can you kind of, I guess, expound on that? Yeah. Follow up is, is crucial. I think we talked about this in a previous podcast because the, the most important aspect to any type of transaction, whether it's real estate or, mm -hmm. or any type of contract is timing. You have to have the timing and you're going to get lucky from time to time in your career and, and capture a deal that was right at the initial call. But most of the time, it's not going to be that initial contact or at the introduction. It's going to be uh, follow up. It's going to be um, check ins. It's going to be touch points. It's going to be staying in touch with brokers, with uh, different entities, with different uh, resources, uh, so that you know the timing is right for that next deal uh, that comes up. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I we really do hear that from a lot of investors. Just uh, one investor we were talking to, Alex Franks, and he's also in the multifamily play he says your word is golden and it's so easy to lose that. And once you lose that, your word, you start losing that established, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Your uh, reputation. Your yeah, established yeah. reputation. It's yeah. so easy to lose. And in this business, it's a big world, but it's a small world. People start to know everybody and in multi families, it's not like, it, maybe if you're wholesaling and we've had guys on doing 300, 500, I mean, uh, 
a ton of deals and flipping same thing in multifamily. You're not buying a thousand properties a year. At least, at least we're not, but, uh, maybe some of the reads are buying, buying a pretty aggressive amount. Not yet. Yeah. That said, you know, you can do a couple of deals here and there and they can do very well for you. So you want to make sure that you are acting with your team because building your team for these larger deals is, is the most important thing you can do. Well, Thank you so much to both of you. This is Jason and Peely with Kevin Dowling for the REI Foundation podcast, Foundation Inspection Fridays. Thank you so much, Kevin. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks, guys. Looking forward to next time. Hi, everybody. Peely here from the REI Foundation podcast. Looking to rev up your wholesaling or house flipping business? Go now to houseflippinghq.com. Jason and I are part of a house flipping family, a community created by Justin Williams. Would we be where we are without him and without his community and his mentors? Probably not. Justin and his team basically handed us personalized shortcuts and exact strategies that have made us explode in today's market. So if you're looking to take the next step, Go to houseflippinghq.com right now. Again, this is Peely from the REI Foundation podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and we are so grateful for you. Have a great day. Bye. Thanks for tuning into the REI Foundation podcast. Check back next time for more awesome tips and strategies to launch your new you in real estate.